0: Pastor Brian, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a morning. Hey, yeah. Hope Elam, happy anniversary. Praise God. What amazing day. Yeah. What an amazing day. Uh so good to worship. Can we give God praise for our worship team one more time. Yeah. Praise God. So good. Um It is an incredible day and so much to celebrate here this morning. We are going to hit pause on our Ten Commandments series. As much as we wanted to talk about Thou Shall Not Steal on our anniversary, we're hitting the pause, we're taking a 20-second timeout, and we are going to take a moment here this morning, as you have thanked us so much, we want to thank you and say praise God for being an incredible, incredible church. Hope you'll give God (laughs) praise for who you are. We love you. We love you so much. So we're going to try a little something different today. Uh, you're going to get two for the price of one today. You're going to hear from both of us today. Give us some grace, because we've never done this before.
1: My first time. So we're, <laughs> we're
0: going we're gonna to try to get along with each other. But I do know this. There is uh, some merchandise being wrapped up here this morning. I, Brian, it, it, it kind of reminds me of Hawkeye colors for some reason. I didn't want to say anything, but... Um,
1: Yeah, well, it's all good. It does have a little Mizzou feel That's got a little Mizzou feel. That's true.
0: That's true. That is very true. So it's going to be a great day, and we're honored to be your pastors, and we love you, and there is so much to celebrate today. And we've got some extra special things going on today as well. So
1: one of the things during the the midst of the service this morning, we have some live painting with Austin Neal. Come on, give it up for Austin Neal. Amen. Yeah. If you happen to see Austin in and around the church, take some time and just get to know him. He is filled with the spirit of God. And I am so excited that he's a part of the service this morning. We're gonna get right into it. Um, So it was last year, around this time, that an, an invitation was given to me to come from Columbia, Missouri, and just be here for your first celebration of your anniversary. And I was so thrilled to be here and I'm so excited to be here now. Who knew that at that time God had bigger plans in store that hopefully last year was only the first of many to come. Amen. Yeah. I'm so proud to um, be one of your pastors. I want to share a little bit. There was two thoughts last year that I gave to you and I want to revisit them now just so that we can Use it as a foundation for where we're going. It was two thoughts. One, it was, I said to you, the best is yet to come. And I meant that. Everything that was within me and everything that is in me right now, I truly believe that we're only scratching the surface for what God has in store for us. The best is still yet to come. It was last year that I talked about, listen, and I didn't know all of the the, the various challenges and all of the opportunities But I said to you last year, stay the course. And I'm saying to somebody this morning, no matter how you got here, no matter what life is is throwing at you, keep going. Keep pressing, keep moving, keep striving, keep going, keep getting up. Don't quit, somebody might be here this morning and I'm just saying to you this morning, stay the course. And I said last year, stay in your lane. And what am I meaning? There's a vision and a mission for this church. And it's not just about me and Pastor John. It's about us. It's about a focused vision and mission. So sometimes, you know, we try to be everything for everybody. And God says, no, there's a vision and a mission for this church. That's to go out and to make heaven more crowded. Sometimes we get so distracted by other things. And even in your lives this morning, sometimes you get so busy doing other things. You start off hungering and thirsting after an almighty God. And before you know it, you're just distracted by all the things of this world. And I'm saying not only just stay the course, but stay in your lane. Not only stay faithful, but stay focused. Last year I said, listen, above all, yes, stay the course and stay in your lane, but stay on your knees. Prayer changes things. Prayer will make the crooked straight and the rough plain. Prayer will make the mountains come down low and the valleys go up high. When you pray, it changes things. So what I tried to say last year is just stay the course, stay in your lane, but stay on your knees. That was one thought. I also said, I think, at the 11 o'clock service, keep pressing. I tried to say to you last year, and I'm saying to us this morning, keep pressing. To press us to strive, to struggle, to strain, to reach, to just keep pressing It was in Philippians 3 that Paul said, look, I haven't arrived yet. I I forget those things that are behind me, and I'm reaching toward the things that's coming. He says, but I'm pressing toward the mark of the high call in Jesus Christ. We've got to keep pressing. What I said to us last year, I said, look, don't get stuck in the past. You are not what you've done. You're not what people say you are. You are who God says you are. Sometimes sin and guilt and shame paralyzes us and we stay stuck in the place. And I'm saying as hope, as an individual, as individuals, but also as a church. One year, now it's two. We can't stay in the past. But also, we can't be satisfied with the present. And by the way, we've been pressing. How do I know? 150 participants in Alpha. 500. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. We're pressing, 500 young people showed up for Vacation Bible School, we are pressing. 800 meals a week comes out of this place into the community, we are pressing. 41,000 meals in a year, are you kidding me? Not only that, our young group, our Hope Elam kids has doubled our young group in our men's and women's ministry continue to expand. We are pressing. But we can't stay satisfied with the present. Don't stay stuck in the past. Don't be satisfied with the present. In fact, I want you to really know, we can't stay silent with our praise. Oh uh, No, 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 wait, wait. Is this a celebration or not? We've got a lot to celebrate. I wonder if you take five seconds and stand on your feet. And give God some praise. Come on, Hope, you He is worthy. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, we can't stay silent without praise. Amen? Amen, 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 amen. So, so that was last year. That was last year. This year, come with me. Ephesians 4. Listen, Paul was talking to both the Jews and the Gentiles in Ephesians 4. He was talking to two different cultures. And Paul said, I am a prisoner of the Lord. And he said, I beseech you, I beg of you, my brothers and my sisters. He says, walk worthy of the vocation, of the calling in which you were called. He said, listen, he said it was important to understand there's only one body One spirit, even as you're called, there's only one hope in your calling. There's only one. John, how can, Amos 3, 3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Psalm 127 says, except the Lord build the house. They that labor, labor in vain. We have to understand that there is a oneness, there is a belonging that all of us seek after. In Ephesians 4, he went on to say, "Look, there is one Lord, there is one faith, one baptism, one God, through the Father." Then he talks about there is who's above all, that's through all and in all. He's given all a gift. So here's the plan. Ephesians. He went on in Ephesians 4 and 11. Why do we have all the gifts? Why do you have all the puzzle pieces? Because all the pieces matter. He said he gave to some apostles to the church. He gave to some prophets, to some evangelists. Some pastors and some teachers, but he's also gave some ushers. He's given some administrators. He's given some service folks, some prayer warriors. He's given some greeters. He's given a lot to the church. You belong and you matter. The plan of God is that all of us would use our gifts so that the body of Christ can grow up. That's the plan. The purpose is that we keep using our gifts until we all come into the unity Of the faith until we come and then the knowledge of the Son of God until the measure of the fullness of the stature of Jesus can you see the picture can you allow yourself to see all of us as we come together as one I'm saying all of us that we represent the fullness and the representation of the body of Christ that's what the purpose of us coming together is then the process it's not easy First of all, we got to grow up. He said we can no longer be children tossed to and fro. Every time something, the wind blows, we get knocked off our square. We get our feelings hurt. That's going to happen. There's going to be some hard times, some tough times, particularly when the Jews and the Gentiles, black and white and male and female, the old and the young. We all come together to represent the body of Christ. There's going to be some issues. But Ephesians tells us, listen. The process is sure, we gotta grow up. And I'm just gonna say it if you keep showing up, we're gonna keep growing up. And when you come, you gotta get in where you fit in. We're gonna talk about puzzle pieces. All of it is so that we all represent the fullness and the stature of Jesus Christ. You are an important piece. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, Neighbor. you are an important piece piece. of the puzzle. And then lastly, in 16, it is from each piece the whole body is fitly joined together and compact by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, every piece, every individual, we make increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's the plan. We have purpose, but it's a process.
0: That's the picture that God is forming. You see it in our scripture reading from Romans chapter 12. You see it here in what Pastor Brian described in Ephesians chapter 4. Over and over and over again, we're reminded that there is a picture of the end result here, of our target. What are we after as a church Are we just here to gather and and be a giant social club and and come together and sing some songs and get some warm fuzzies and all of that? Absolutely not. There's something much bigger going on here that we want to grow up. And that picture, if there was a visual representation of what Pastor Bryant just described, it would be a puzzle with a variety of pieces. Did you know that there's actual Hope Elam puzzles? I'm just kidding. There's not. That's a piece of paper over that one. But some of you are like, where can I buy one of those, right? but the truth holds the same, right? There is a picture and there is a process of all the different pieces of that picture coming together, right? And so if you think about it, if there was a visual representation of Ephesians 4, it's that, it's Hope Elam, it's all of us coming together and it's not a building, it's not a building. I just couldn't get all of you in a picture, we'd have to take a selfie and say, this is the church, the building's not the church, you are the church, amen? That's what we are, okay? And because of that, because of that, we're called to grow up. So that's the picture that we're moving towards. And every single one of you, as Pastor Brian said, is a piece of the puzzle. And hopefully you receive that piece of the puzzle on your way in today. That's what we are after. But as it turns out, some of you are like, oh, that's a cute, nice little illustration for church. Way bigger than that. Way deeper than that. This is who we are There's an author and psychologist, Brene Brown, and she's done, uh, her life's work has been researching, believe it or not, shame and guilt, but as it relates in a positive sense to a sense of belonging. This is what she writes. She studied this her entire life. She says this, a deep sense of love and belonging is an irreducible need of what people? All people. We are biologically, cognitively, physically, and spiritually wired to love, to be loved, and to belong. Everybody say belong. When those needs are not met, we don't function as we were meant to. We break, we fall apart, we numb, we ache, we hurt others, we get sick. As it turns out, the human need to be connected, to have your peace connect to somebody else's peace, is a human longing. This isn't a black need or a white need or a brown need or a male need or a female need. This is who we were created to be by God. This is a human longing that we have, every single one of us. In fact, I was talking with Pastor Brian this last week and of the many things that hope that we're continuing to grow and refine and learn from each other, but one of the things that he was describing to me that I just helped so much describe, I think, what we felt here over the last couple of years is that we have been doing the active work of diversity and equity and inclusion, and that's not a project, <laughs> This is a lifelong journey. It's a work that's bathed in prayer, as we've talked about, and that process. And I'm like, I get so focused on that. But one of the things that Brian was sharing with me and his important work in that in years past, and I think what we've seen here over the last couple years, there's a longing that really pulls all of those together. And what is it? Belonging. If you wrapped all of those together, that's great. That's awesome. And that's really, really important. But if you really boil it down, diversity is really, really important. And we talk a lot about that. And and it's studied, and there's entire departments and organizations that are dedicated to that. And that is great, and that is one of the hallmarks of our church, but that cannot be the end result. What's the end result? What's the picture? Is that we would grow up into maturity. And a part of growing up into maturity is that every single part is needed and valued and known and belongs. That's who God's called us to be together. Diversity is who's in the room. And that's really, really important. Belonging is what is going on between our hearts in the room. Amen? It's what's happening between us. There's something deeper that we're called to do. You can get a whole bunch of people that are different from each other and put them in the same room. And that's a great start. And that's awesome. And we value that. And that's important. God says, I don't look at the outward appearance. I look at the heart. And I want to know, is there unity? Is there a sense of belonging that you feel in the center of your being? And the truth is, we'll look everywhere for belonging. This isn't just a church thing. We'll look everywhere for it. If we don't find it, God's design is to find it in the body of Christ, as Brian said, where we're fitly framed together as the puzzle pieces together. But if we don't find it in the church, we'll go everywhere else looking for it. We'll join sports clubs and teams and, and, and hobbies and we'll, we'll find other friends and we'll try to look for it online or in social media or d- different outlets in that way where we try to pull together and relationships and all, and that's really, really good. But at the end of the day, those cannot satisfy your soul. Those things are good, but I believe, we believe, the Bible says that when the church is at its best, the church, the body of Christ, is a place of radical belonging, amen? And, in that, and in, that, in that radical belonging, there is a unity there. There is a sense of belonging that you can't find anywhere else because that sense of unity is going to last forever. And that unity that's found in the body of Christ, if we get out of the way and let the power of the Holy Spirit work through us, that is the only kind of unity through the power of Jesus Christ that has the power to change the world. Amen? That's what we're after. There's a deeper call. There's a deeper sense of unity. But here's the truth about puzzles. (laughs) You get the picture, and there's the pieces. And in between, there's a process. And we don't always want the process. We live in an immediate culture where we want everything. Everything. Why why, why is my social media taking so long to load? Why why is the internet so slow? Why am I getting that little spinny thing on my computer? I I don't want to wait. Fast food. I don't want to wait for anything. And when it comes to forming the body of Christ, we wonder, why isn't this happening right away? I don't know about you, but anybody taking about three months to put a puzzle together at their house, right? I don't know about you, but at our house, when we start putting a a puzzle together, the pieces are all spread out. We have the picture. We know what it's supposed to look like, but we kind of organize them in categories, and then we'll get distracted, and then we got to do the laundry, and then we got to eat dinner, and then it takes a couple days. And before you know it, a few weeks have passed by, and we're still in the process. And it's so easy to get frustrated when the process isn't going at the pace that you would like. I I don't feel connected yet. I don't feel a sense of belonging. And when you sit down to do a puzzle, there are going to be pieces that are certainly connected. And some of you are there today. Some of you have found that piece and you found another piece and you feel like, I found my part in the body. I'm growing. I'm connected here at Hope Elam. For others of you, you're maybe one of those pieces that's upside down and off to the side or it fell on the floor. You feel a little out of place. You feel a little dis- disillusioned. You're, you're off to the side. You haven't found your piece of the puzzle yet. And I want you to know that God is a master artist. <laughs> as talented as Austin is, God is the master artist that is painting the picture that's all coming together. And he is very patient. And there is no pressure today. Simply an invitation to come and see, to come and be heard to come and be known, to come and belong. Our Heavenly Father is inviting you to be a part of that because the reality is that there are some barriers. We can talk all day long about belonging and unity, but we know that many of you are sitting out there and there are some things getting in the way of that. What's the first thing that gets in the way? Often sometimes is our past. This is what Pastor Brian taught. This is why we gotta leave the past in the past. But for some of you would just name it, there's church hurt. I've had some bad experiences. I've tried to connect. I've tried to belong, but it hasn't happened. You know that one piece that you just, I'm going to find where this piece goes when you're putting a puzzle together. You're like, I tried it there. Nope, I tried it there. Nope, I tried it there. And you just get frustrated. Some of you feel like you're that piece. I haven't found my place to connect yet. I just want to challenge you this morning. We hear you. I want to challenge you. Don't judge the picture by the pieces. Don't judge the end result and God's heart and his promise by the messiness of the process of getting there. For some of you, it's past hurt. For some of you, you just know we are surrounded, we are soaked in a culture, a divided culture, a polarized culture. And often that DNA and that culture seeps into church culture. And it's easy for us to believe the lie that oneness, everything that Pastor Brian just talked about, has to equal sameness. Oh, I know what they're doing at Hope Elam. They're just trying to make us all one way. They're just trying to get us all to be the same. And we believe that lie that the world sells us that in order to connect and find my piece of the puzzle, I've got to blend in. I've got to change who I am. I've got to be like everybody else. we got to look the same, talk the same, live the same place, sing the same way, like the same songs, have the same opinions, vote the same way last Tuesday in order to be the church. The problem is we don't see that anywhere in God's word. Amen? That maybe, just maybe, the Jesus that unites us is bigger and stronger than the differences that divide us. Amen? That's what we're after. And that he can hold us together. He's the one holding all of it together, and God is that master planner that's bringing it together. It takes time, and for some of you, that's it. I I don't want to be patient anymore. It's, It's taking too much time for all the pieces to come together. It's easy to grow disillusioned. Don't give up if the process of the pieces coming together hasn't gone the way that you planned. Hope Elam received this today from Philippians 1.6, from the heart of God. If we go to the next slide and let's read this nice and loud together, what God says to every single one of us. Let's read it today. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That is God's promise for us today. He's given us the picture. You can know that even as you're in the middle of the process and God's putting it all together, you can put your trust that there is the picture and God is not going to let us down, right? He's never failed. He's never lost a battle. And we can put our hope in him that that picture is going to come together. But the reality is this. How do we get there? I'm, I'm doubted. We can preach up here all day long. Yeah, unity. Yeah, belonging. How in the world do we get there? Because we don't see that anywhere else in the world. Nowhere else in our culture today do you see this coming together. We see as side by side. Oh, let's just settle for that in the church. Let's just be together instead of actually coming together. That involves a process. That involves a process, and it's not going to all happen at once And we would be remiss, and I want to make sure that you hear me say this loud and clear today. this is not just hope about Hope Elam today. The kingdom of God has been on the move in this neighborhood for years. And I've been around long enough to know, I'm going to be 40 next week. Okay As my daughter says, "Daddy, why did all the hair fall from your head to your face?" But I have been around long enough to know this. This is not about us. There has been a movement of God in this place for many, many years, and I would be remiss if I didn't say that on this day, 62 years ago, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. stood right here. Amen. And he spoke. I don't know if he said this on that day, but he said some powerful words on that day that I believe that were prophetic, coming from God's word, from the heart of God himself, or what was going to be taking place over 60 years later in this moment. And you've heard this quote before, but I want you to think about it on a day like today. In this process of coming together, in this process of learning to belong, in this process of being the church, it's messy. It's hard. We don't give up. Dr. King said it this way, if you can't fly, then what? Then run. And if you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then crawl, but whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. You have to keep pressing forward. Amen? And we are pressing forward. We are pressing forward, and you are invited to be a part of that. How do we get to that place of unity? How do we get to that sense of belonging? That's what our scripture reading is about today. And so Pastor Brian and I are going to kind of walk you through that together, and well, we're going to have a little conversation about it. And we're going to dive into Romans chapter 12. So, if you have your Bibles, your Bible app on your phone, let's dive into that together and see what God's word has to say about the process.
1: Amen. When I walked into the doors of this church two months ago, eight weeks ago, um, I longed to be accepted wanted and embraced by this body. It was just, um, it was important to me that I get a sense of I belong. And I just believe that there is a longing for belonging in all of us, as Pastor John said. And over the course of these last eight weeks, I have been approached by so many people with so much love, so much intentionality to make sure that I felt welcome. You all knew that my family was in, still in Columbia and, and when I was installed on the stage, I asked you to be my extended family. And I re- received so much love and you know who you are. In fact, I, there's an envelope of all kinds of <laughs> notes from Pastors Appreciation, I read them all. And, and I just wanna say thank you. But, but the point I wanna make here is that yes, I do feel like I belong. But do you know that everybody that walks through those doors, regardless of their role, of their status, of their economic status, of their position or ability, everyone who walks mm-hmm. through those doors long to belong. Yes. And if we're going to really be a church who is going to become the body of Christ, it's not just for me. It's for everybody. It's for all individuals, regardless Mm -hmm. of what they look like, smell like, what Mm -hmm. their situation might be in life, regardless of their pains, their problems, regardless Mm -hmm. if they sit up high, if they sit down low. There should be an opportunity that everybody feel Mm -hmm. and know that they are welcomed, valued, and accepted. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to use Romans 12 because they were dealing with some of the same issues, right? And so I think the first thing is we got to go all in. <coughs> and, and I know, Pastor Brown, how can I go all in when you don't know my situation, you don't know my pain, my struggle, you don't know what I got to deal with when I go back home, you don't know where I've come from, you don't know the issues that I face. How can I go all in? How can I be that loving to someone else when I'm not getting that same love in my life? And I'm saying that, what Paul said to the church at Romans, first he says, I beseech you, I beg of you, in and, and the King James. He said, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's the least we can do. And, yep. and the New Living Translation says, my dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. He says, give your bodies to God. The belonging first, before we could ever belong and, and make sure others belong, is that we gotta know we belong to him. Amen. We've gotta give him everything that we have. Amen. Our thoughts and our, our dreams and our goals, our hurts and our pains, our our our, yeah, our bills. We've got to give him our our you know our diagnosis. We've got to give him everything. He said, I plead with you, mm-hmm. give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Yes. He says, let them be a living, holy sacrifice. And that them is talking about our bodies. It's talking about each one of us. Let each one of us be a living sacrifice. In order for us to be a living sacrifice, we've got to surrender. We've got to sacrifice some stuff. It's the person who comes in that sits next to us, we've, I know we got our issues. Can we just say welcome to Hobelum? Yep. We've got to be able to have a conversation. From the moment they walk in. From the moment you walk in, you're trying to determine, do I belong here? How's the friendliness? What are people looking like? How are they looking at me? What is the authentic feeling that I'm getting and receiving from the church? Imagine. So we've got to be all in all the time. Amen? Amen? So the first thing is, Romans 12, 1, we have to go all in. Not only that, I believe that we've got to understand the win. The world would have us to think that we win when we get ours. That I got to get mine, good luck getting yours. I know we come to church, we these two puzzle pieces. We're sitting next to each other, but I'm not going to connect because I don't want you to get an edge on me. I don't want you to get above me. The Bible says that we have to understand, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Yep. King James would say, don't be conformed to this world. He says, but let God transform the way we think. There's a renewing of our mind as the people of God. If we're going to allow other people to feel like they belong, we got to be able to change our mindset. We've got to understand the win. When you win, I win. Hmm. When you feel supported, the body of Christ is supported. Do you remember the purpose? It says, look, all of the gifts, all of what God has given us, it's for our purpose, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We've got to be able to understand the win is when your brother and your sister starts to grow when they start to go from here to there, they come in one way, but then in a, in a relationship because you're walking alongside of them, because you are being kind and you're being open and letting your light shine. Now they say, what is that? I want some of what's in you and my life. Yep. And then over time, you start to see their lives transform right before your eyes because they're starting to walk with God. Yeah. Amen. Not with the church, not with a building, but with a relationship with an almighty God. Understand the wind. The win is that as we grow and become the body of Christ, we all win. Go all in, understand the win, and now watch. Verse three, we got to let others in. We got to let other people, we got to tear down some of the walls. Because sometimes, even as, as, as church folks, we come in and sometimes we think, I got it. I'm no longer that person I used to be. Behold, all things have become new. I'm a new creation. And I don't know, I, don't, I can't believe they're still doing that. Listen, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. We all struggling with something. So we got to let other people's in. First of all, we got to be able to come down off of sometimes our high horse and understand that everybody is struggling. Somebody poured into you at some point in your life. You didn't always have it together. Yep. Yep. So, so let's not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to as the people of God. But at the same time, let's not think more lowly of ourselves that we don't have anything to give. Yes, you do. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, what your situation is. We all belong. You have something that you can give. Don't take your gift and go bury it. God says, no, go and use your gift. Understand, we've got to be willing to go all in. We've got to be able to understand where's the win. And make sure we let other people in. Amen? Amen?
0: Amen. Amen. Brian, I see that. I see that in so many ways. And I just wanted to, to insert that as well. When we think about going all in, we talked about that this last week. This is who you are as a church. There are so many people that have walked in here for the first time, and they give us kind of that third-person objective view, and they come in, they just look at you as a church. Not the building, you, the love, the unity, the passion the spirit that fills this place. And they say, wow, this church is passionate about Jesus. This church is passionate about the mission. You are all in. So know that when we say that, that's you. So keep being who you are. We want to to challenge you with that, encourage you with that. And secondly, Brian, I just want to say to you personally, we can't ask anybody to do what's not happening right here. And this is not easy. And our world says this can't happen. There's too much right here between us. And I just want to tell you to illustrate that this man is practicing what he's preaching. I think it was one of the first weeks that he was here. We're just getting to know each other or figuring out like, okay, what are you going to lead? What am I going to lead? Finding our roles. And I'm like, I can't find Brian anywhere. Like, did he go home for the night? Is he ditching out? Like, where is this guy? I'm like wandering around the whole building. And where is he? On the serving line. On the serving line with an apron on and gloves and serving you community night food. And Brian, that's just a, a, just a small piece of what I've seen in you and that I want to do that for you. I'm better because of you. And I see that. And so thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, you, you've gone all in. And I appreciate that. And I, and I, th- I love what you said about the, the, the letting others in. Sometimes I sense, and I've seen this in my own life, that our level of belonging sometimes is going to be determined by our ability to be vulnerable. I want all the fruit of belonging, I want the sense of community, but I'm not going to let down my guard. Sometimes the more vulnerable we are, and the ways that we let others in, in a broken imperfect way, will determine our level of belonging and connectedness to the body. But it's interesting to to go off of what Brian was talking about. We find belonging through humility, but here's the one that's rather interesting. We, We don't find belonging through pride. And in another roundabout way, we find belonging through gifting, through a diversity of gifts. This is where Paul goes on, if you go to the next slide, and talks about this in verses 6 through 8. We have different gifts. Everybody say different gifts. According to the grace that's given to each of us. And then Paul goes through all these gifts. Do it diligently. This is what Brian was talking about. Going all in. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Go all in in any gift that you have. Again, oneness does not equal sameness, especially when it comes to the piece of the puzzle that God's called you to, to play, to play your part. The diversity of gifts. It's better together. Paul says this again in First Corinthians, he says, We're not all an arm. We're not all a leg in the, in the body of Christ. We're not all a foot. We're not all an elbow or an ear or eyes or ears or nose. In in, in a puzzle, we're not all the corner pieces. We're not all the edge pieces. I was thinking about it as the worship team was leading us in, in, in worship this morning. If it, what if it was just Jed on the electric guitar? That would be awesome, right? All of that, right? It wouldn't be as beautiful. It wouldn't be as diverse. It wouldn't be as mixed. If it was just the drums, if it was just Jenny banging on the drums back there, we'd have a beat and nothing else, right? What if we didn't have singers, what if, what if we switch roles and all of a sudden Brian and I were, you don't want that. You don't want us, right? We all have our gifts. We all have our piece of the puzzle and it's designed that way. Think about a healthy family and the way that we function together, that, that a, a healthy earthly family functions together. Everybody's got a role to play. Every, you get together for Thanksgiving and everybody's going to bring their different things literally to the table. You find a sense of belonging by all bringing what God's given you to bring. We all do chores. We all serve. Here's the thing. Where you serve will feel like family. Oh, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. That's counterintuitive because I feel like I'm here to get stuff from people. When I walk in the doors, what am I going to get from people? Are people going to meet my needs? And the unique way that God designed us is actually when we look to meet the needs of others is actually when we get filled up. Amen? It's when we're looking to the needs, oh, that filled my cup, is to bring my piece of the puzzle. Some of you have found that connecting point, and for some of you, you feel like you're that piece that keeps getting put down, picked back up, put down, picked back up, and you just haven't quite found, found your space. I was thinking about it this week. There is a big difference between tolerance and belonging. Big difference. Tolerance says, I will put up with you. Belonging says you're chosen, and that's our heart for every single person at Hope Elam. Let's bring it all the way back to your childhood, right? Who doesn't remember being on the playground, and there's two captains, right? And all the kids are lined up, okay? This never goes away, by the way. This need to be chosen, and we're all lined up, and what are you hoping? I hope I get picked first, or at least second. If not third, dear God, just please don't let me be the last one, right? Because what is that? Tolerance. And I remember that, kickball, all the way back in elementary and middle school, all going down the line, and I'm the last one standing there. How does it make you feel when one of the captains, oh, John's the only one left. Okay, John, you're on our team. Let's go, right? Nobody wants that. You want to be selected. You want to be chosen. And let me hear, make it loud and clear this morning. Jesus says, you did not choose me. You're not the last one standing on the playground. Jesus says, I chose you. Amen? I chose you. God is God, and he can do whatever he wants. And so God is the captain of this church, and he looks at every single one of you, and you are his first pick in the draft. He says, I chose you. You are chosen. You're not here to be tolerated and put up with. I choose you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're chosen. Tell him that right now. You are chosen. You are chosen. Because ultimately, there's a lot of self-deprecation that runs around the church sometimes disguised as humility. There's a lot of self-deprecation running around disguised as humility. You are not called to play it small. We need you. And I felt like God say to me this morning of all the ministries and all the growth that's taken place in this church this this last year, God is going to put a vision on one of your hearts this morning that we are going to be celebrating at our third anniversary. (laughs) Don't play it small. Whatever ministry that is, whatever that, that heart, that spirit that God's put on your heart, the picture is coming together. The picture is coming together, and last but not least, those final verses of our scripture reading today, it's Brian, it's all about love. It's this genuine sense of love, belonging through love. What is it that holds it all together? Paul says this, starting in verse nine. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in what? In love. Finally, goes through all these these different fruits of the Spirit. And when I read that, when we read that, it's you, Hope Elam. You're doing it. We're not perfect. We have a lot of room to grow, but we're doing it. Why would Paul tell us to pray for one another, be patient, be faithful, have hope in the face of adversity, if this was easy? And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If unity and belonging were easy, then we wouldn't need all of that encouragement along the way to stay the course, to not give up. And that's why Paul says you're going to need a love that's deeper than your feelings. It's got to be deeper than do I feel like loving Brian today? Do I feel like being there for my brother and sister? Do I feel like loving the person that's sitting next to me right now? There's got to be something deeper. Loving deeply. It's that agape love that that scripture talks about so often.
1: I understand this from the very beginning probably we could have used as a as a subject is that we've got to go beyond the superficial love that we know. To love deeply it's going to cost us something. To love and keep going deeper to love our neighbor as God has called us to it's going to cost us something. And first Peter says to us most important Of all, continue to show deep love for each other. And sometimes we just don't feel that love. But when we come to the church, when we walk in the doors, what does that look like? That means that we got to take some time to go beyond where we're comfortable. We all have a bad day. But the calling for us is to use our gift and to love deeply. It says to us, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. If this is our church home, that means everybody who comes into this house. That means everybody that walks through the doors. That we've got to be willing to make sure that they know that they fit. We have to make sure God has given each one of us a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. They don't belong to you. No matter how cool it might be. Austin, no matter how, how cool it might be, it don't belong to you. Your gifts, our gifts, your gift and your gift because you have one. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to each other. You gotta use your gift. Amen? Amen.
0: We can't forget what holds it all together, and it's love. Maybe you've been putting a puzzle together at some point and you realize, oh man, everything's there except the middle. That's not the case for this church. There always has been and there always will be a piece in the center Of the puzzle, of the picture that God is painting of this church and what we are and what we will be. And His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the centerpiece of the puzzle. Amen. And here's the beauty of it. Here's the beauty of it. Paul in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. You see it up on the screen. Let's read it together. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. You need a centerpiece. Of the puzzle. You need a love that runs deeper. And so, if we're gonna love each other like that, we've gotta go back to the source over and over and over again. You might feel like a missing piece of the puzzle this morning, but this centerpiece has always been there. He's not missing, he's been there, and he says, I'm the center of Hope Elam. It's Jesus. It always has been Jesus. It always will be Jesus. It's not a cause. It's not an agenda. It's Jesus. He's the one holding it all together. Amen? It's Jesus. And our job today, the call that God has put on our lives is to keep Jesus at the center of the Hope picture and get connected to him. Because when you get connected to him, then you learn to love like Jesus. Then you learn to live like Jesus. Then you learn to serve like Jesus. When you belong to him, you learn how to belong to each other. Amen? And we want to give you a picture of that. Not just a picture, but these aren't just puzzle pieces in a box. These are the people that are sitting around you today. And so we just did a few snapshots of some Hope Elam relationships of some, some belonging that has been taking place over these last couple years, just a sliver, just a glimpse of what God is doing. And as you watch these stories, these Hope Elam testimonies, listen for the ways that God is creating a sense of belonging right in front of us. Let's take a look. Ben, one of the ways that you've definitely made me feel like like I belong, especially in it with 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 this church family, is in that first Bridges Racial Unity class, you were a small group leader, mm-hmm. and my wife Jade and I were in there, and, and one of the things that really helped me feel like I belonged was I could ask any question without fear of judgment.
1: We had a lot of, lot of tough discussions. Like you said, June 2020, the world looked different then, right? Mm-hmm. You know I mean? it, was, it was different. It was a, an unusual time for two different churches to come together, but um, you could tell, know, we said it many times too, that only you can tell that God was in the mix of all of this, right? At the time, the world was tough telling us that no, we need to go to our separate ways or do something else, that here we are, we're we're pulling together and and, uh, doing things like this, having some very tough discussions. Initially, I was like, I
0: don't want to do this again. I've I've, Mm -hmm. I've done this too many times at different points in my life and my job. That was my initial respect. I'm tired. God put it on my heart and said, but look at the mission. Mm -hmm. You can have an impact. Wow, Miles has uh, my utmost respect. I think his, his journey that he's on is fantastic. And I am so proud to be part of that. He has made me feel welcome from day one. Are you getting a call? That's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. And he pays attention. Oh yeah, it can be difficult to separate yourself from work and the personal life. And I feel comfortable enough to bring less into my life, and I definitely appreciate that. You respected me enough, you were concerned with my feelings, really started me down the path toward, okay, I can trust this guy, I can build a friendship. And the fact that you guys stepped up and were leaders, and you know, from the very start, it's all about relationship. And if you don't have those types of opportunities available, those relationships probably don't
1: happen. Well, and yeah, like our conversations that started all about the racial unity. Now, I mean, me and Vallo call each other and talk for two hours on the phone <laughs> about any and everything. And like doing this. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so that's yep. how our relationship has developed. Just over two years, and it's really developed quickly in that little period of time.
0: We've dipped our toe in the water, and it would be just a crime not to jump all in. You know, right. I mean, it'd yeah. be it'd be so easy just to coast. You know, yeah. and we're we're doing okay, but I, I feel like it's a challenge that we are up for as yeah. a church. My soul went through a change. Yeah. I mean, like, it was, thank you. Wow. You, what you're saying, though, is you're saying you were open. Yes. Because not everyone is. No. And that's what God, first of all, that's what God needed, mm-hmm. was for you to be open to receive. Yes. You were willing to get uncomfortable. You have a completely different lens. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I said, you guys are extended family now, right? Mm-hmm. It's going beyond the, the tables and chairs down there to hanging out outside of church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and those discussions carry on, right? And, and they move on to, like Bill was saying, they move on to other things. To, from, from just work, home, and kids to, you know, real life, and we sat down and talked about some
1: real things. Just know that, you know, it continues. If I, there's anything, yep. anything in, within my capability <laughs> yes. that I yes. can do
0: for you, yes. I'm there. Same here, I yeah. appreciate that. My life has been changed because of you, and hey, in, an, in an amazing way. We'll Come here, there. give me a hug, brother. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was gonna give him a pound, he <laughs> want a hug. It's pretty evident. It's unity through humility. Unity through a diversity of gifts. And most importantly, unity through love. It's the love of Jesus Christ. There are so many more stories. There's even more to those interviews, and we'll put those out at some point so you can hear the rest of the story as well. You have a role to play. The puzzle is not up on the screen. It's not up here on the table. You are the church. You are the puzzle. Each of you have a piece to play. And Pastor Brian, we've got something that we'd like them to do as an action step today.
1: Absolutely. I I have my puzzle piece somewhere. Let's see. Yeah, it's here. Listen, on your puzzle piece, if you don't have one, get one. We just want you to take some time and on the back, grab you a pen, a sharpie, a phrase, a word, whatever it is that is in you that you want to be able to be thought about as a part of the puzzle. We want you to write it on there. You don't have to write your name. You can write your word, You write whatever it is. Something that is inspirational to you, but also edifying for the body. We're gonna put this puzzle together in some kind of mosaic Mm -hmm. and we're gonna make sure we connect the pieces. But you matter, amen, you belong.
0: You belong and if you don't have something to write with, there's tables on the side as well. So after our final worship song, you can head over there as well. And there's Sharpies that'll probably stay on there, maybe a little bit better than than a pen or a pencil as well and so you'll have lots of time to do that uh, afterwards as well but Brian I don't know about you but I, I see the picture coming together it's coming together
1: <laughs> it is coming together quickly can you imagine year 3, year 4, year 5 we're only 2 years old and we're still growing absolutely Amen? absolutely. Amen.
0: hope Elam you belong and God is turning lives around he's changing lives and maybe your life is one of them and so as you hold that puzzle piece think back on the goodness of God and all the incredible things that he's done over the last couple years, wherever you're at, online, in the room. Let's stand, let's thank God, let's worship him, and let's sing together. Here we go.
1: Thanks so much for joining us.